crying, Tasha? What are you crying for? You're not happy? Tasha's crying. Hit the red button, ready to start the podcast. I'm loud. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm not loud. I'm, I'm nice and low. Uh, that's better. You good right there? Are you yeah, done crying? I'm not crying. Is this gonna be a sad one? My eyes are so itchy. You ever have to tell you... someone you're not crying and then you start crying because you're like projecting into the, you know, I'm not crying. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not fucking mad. Or like when you're just barely holding it together, like you're, you're, you're like a breath away. Tasha, from that's a called your 30s. Okay. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> let's start this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to start? Why don't you, you know what? Let's, let's do it this way. Why don't you introduce us? Why don't you introduce us? Because I get into that whole like showboating. Ladies, I want to hear. I want to hear the female introduction and go. Uh, the only way I know how to do it though is to imitate you. No, let's do it this way. Do it like there's a million dollars on the line. If someone's like, "Here, I'm going to give you this million dollar home if you can sell me on the introduction of this podcast," and I begin. I haven't thought of my like. You know, many time the person's ready to hand you the keys if you can just introduce this podcast. Ready, go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SAP. This is your host, Tasha Courtney, here with my co-host, Dave Neal. That was pretty good, right? I don't, you, mean, you got a garage out of it. They gave you the garage. I don't know if it's houseworthy. That was good. Put a little treble into your voice. Can you put a little, I can't a little even, bass? I can't hear myself. I can only hear you. Well, that's your problem. Is it your microphone? Here, now try it. Get really low. You get really, Was really... my microphone just not on? You're on two ticks louder than me. You just talk quietly. Because I'm being considerate of our neighbors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Sap. The Sex Actually podcast, formerly known as You Up, the podcast. And I was thinking about this. What if, what if like, um, what if we change it from The Sap? Not, not anytime soon, but I just think, I think, you know, things need to graduate into something else, you know? I, yeah. I've already I, changed it a few times. Sure, why not? I don't care. I don't have any ideas. You know what I want to change is our artwork. I have that great artist. I just want you to send her stuff. No. Yes. I love our artwork. Right in, guys. Do you like our new artwork? Do you like it? Dave is like very emotionally attached to this artwork. Listen, it's like that stereo that you won't throw away in your car. Uh, my, it's solar old, <coughs> my solar it's powered boombox. It doesn't work with any of our technology, but you still won't it get rid of sounds it. Sounds like my resume. Um I, uh, I, I'm not sentimental about much, but I am with a, the artwork because I commissioned that that was a brainchild of mine, taking it from that movie. What's it called again? You know, the guy's holding the stereo. He's trying to get the girl's attention, but in our artwork, you're listening to your headphones. You're ignoring me. It's a perfect, it tells a story of what we are. I'm not poo-pooing on your concept. I just, I think that we could have much brighter and more dynamic and more fun, art artwork on itunes and i showed you samples of this artist that i really like and i think it would pop up off the page on the itunes search surprise that what you want don't ask me for any uh clip art don't ask me for any suggestions just surprise me but i can't i can't promise that i'm gonna love it i like i like the one i like paid a hundred dollars for it 150 bucks for it (laughs) paid a lot of money i've paid i've spent so much more money on this podcast than i've ever received (laughs) i just got rid of the soundcloud version i was paying i was i was paying 20 dollars a month for the podcast to be on soundcloud and we get like eight views on like we get nothing there's just no reason you know every once in a while you just have to go through your inventory and just cut costs i'm like what am i spending on this what am i spending on that you know what i mean it's just it's just bananas but we don't do this to necessarily make money i mean i'm not trying to make people feel we guilty. We do this because you like to listen to yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how else am I supposed to come? Um, so for those new people that are out there, um, I am Dave. This is Tasha. We are having a 
tea and we're hanging out and talking to you guys. This podcast has aired every Monday for six plus years. Uh, we are on episode 370 something and we're still going live. The You might you might have all died from the coronavirus by now, but the podcast w- will remain. <laughs> How great would that be is if this podcast like just climbed the charts because all these other podcasters died of coronavirus? And we're safe because we never leave the house. <laughs> we're safe because we have no sponsors or any other connections and no guests. We're supposed, we were going to, I was saying about having guests. I get stressed out when we have guests. It, like, it's kind of, it's kind of real. It's kind of, I don't know how the audience feels. Right in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I have no idea. I get all like, I, by the way, I, I, maybe I am a little hot over here. I get, a, I get like excited. I like, I like when we have friends over. I like when we, but when I, when we have new people over, while we might get a good episode out of it, we're, 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 you know, we're introducing them to the dog. We're telling them where the bathroom is. It's just like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but imagine if every week you invited some stranger over to your house to podcast. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little different. I mean, and there is like, there's just pressure. Like they they come to literally our home. So there is some like, I, I don't know if men feel this necessarily, but for women, women, I think like, are ingrained with a sense of responsibility about how their house looks. And so every time you have someone come over, it's like a person, it's like a reflection on you personally. That's a perfectionist. If your house is not up to that standard. No, it's a woman thing. Right in. Tell Dave that this is definitely like something that uh, is like coached into women since birth. So why do you think men aren't so much worried about what other people think of them. Is that what you're saying? No. You're saying it about the house, but in general, do you think there's a microscope on you or a magnifying glass on you more so well, than on me? Uh, no, I would say that the reason, if if we want to assume that men are less worried about what other people think of them, I would say that there's generally more consequences for women to be aware of what other people think about them. Well, aren't you familiar with the quote that what other people think of you is none of your business? Sure, I'm familiar, but that sounds like a fancy idea. That doesn't sound like reality. <laughs> it's to called me. "Say It Till You Believe It." <laughs> Don't you want to be that old lady who's dancing her way and doesn't care if no one else is dancing? You know what I mean? They just heard a good music. You know, yeah, but that that freedom comes with being old. But you're excited. You're excited for all these perks of aging. You know what I mean? Like you're always like, I can't wait to be old and I can just <laughs> air my clit out to the world or whatever it is you want to do, <laughs> metaphorically airing your clit out. But um, please don't don't unsubscribe for me, uh, metaphorically talking about old ladies' clits because I just I feel like that's you know you yeah that's what you look forward to. You look forward to freeing the nipple. You look forward, no, to You're to a wild, freedom. you're a wild, what's it called, a wildflower? Well, wild child. but don't you think that there are less expectations on old people? Yeah, but it's, and it's partly because we just assume they're crazy, but it's like maybe they've got the keys to not giving a fuck. And, and in so many instances, once this week, you, your whole day was derailed. I'm not blaming you. It's just a case study. Your whole day was derailed. And again, I've been there. You're, uh, no, like. Two and a half days were derailed. Okay, so we had uh, 52 hours. All right, I'm good at math. 48, 58, 62 hours. Two and a half days. 48 plus 12 is 58, 62 hours. Just you know, I really don't want to talk about it because I'm already starting to feel sick to my stomach again. Well, honey, don't feel sick. Release this feeling. Yes, yes. No, no, no. I had some major anxiety this week. Some stuff came up. It really... Um, affected me and you know i i talked to my doctor about it i felt a lot better after i did um your authenticity was challenged in your eyes your your core 
who you are as a person was was challenged. Not in a serious way, but you were questioned with work stuff. Now, I'm not ma- I'm not bringing it up because to make you feel bad. I'm just saying it you you've got a such a strong circle of people that love and appreciate you and friends that think you're so smart and you're and worthwhile yet a relative stranger was able to break into your fortress that easily and that's something you need to to recognize cuz this happens to me too i i get i get shook by a stranger, by and I go, oh man, how did I let that happen? And it's it's when we're like caught off guard, right? It's almost like sometimes we'll prepare ourselves for like these big moments of negotiating moments or whatever. Like you kicked ass when it came to like negotiating to buy your Prius, right? You kicked ass when you're like ready to go, but I think this like kind of caught you off guard on a normal day, and you were like, shit, right? Yeah, I said I didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to steer my way out of it. Okay. Keep steering. I'm steering. (laughs) Full steam ahead. Away from me. But do you without we're not talking about it. We're we're moving away. I'm moving away. As the ship moves away, I'm not gonna do a hard ninety on it, but what what's in your plan to build up that strong Dave, I don't Fortress. know. You're asking someone who's like barely keeping her head above water <laughs> what her fucking plan is. Are you serious? We challenge each other. Relationships are, by the way, I love that we're sitting across from the table, you know, because we always sit on the couch next to each other. It's nice to sit across from the table. I, you just rolled your eyes. Be, be, that's not, no, unroll, <laughs> unroll the eyes. Go put them back where they were. They just did a whole fucking 360. Uh, you, you've got very strong eye muscle, oc- ocular mus- muscular uh, abilities. You're, and Anyway, um, first of all, it's these conversations aren't easy to have in the, in the first place, but I think it's very helpful to our relationship to use it um, as sort of um, an example when we talk about things that are in our lives. I, yesterday, w- um, had a shitty set that I, I, I let two audience members that were, looked unhappy before I, they even knew I existed, and then I decided I'd go on stage and kind of like push into their gears. And maybe maybe I've got the type of... Um, middle child energy where uh, where I always poke at things that look like they're off. You know, you know what I mean. You ever like see something that's like, oh, what's the you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'm yeah, but here. do you ever think like, oh, maybe this isn't like the most productive? In hindsight, for me, I would have loved to do my set and not talk to those two chicks who could have cared less whether. But but in but in my head, I, w- I was like sort of like this is not how it's supposed to be. But to them and probably half the audience, I came off. But of you a know guy. what that is when it's like this is not how it's supposed to be. That's that's perfectionism, right? That's like. That's uh, having uh, expectation. Yeah. You can't be worried about, like, you can't live in the moment when you have an expectation about how something is supposed to go. And it, and it, and I'm sure it ties into also my codependency to go, I wanted them to be happy so we could have a happy show. I wanted you to be happy. Like, 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 there's plenty of things I just want you to get over faster. Because I know that on the other side is a happiness for both of us. I know that's not necessarily healthy, but it's altruistic. What are my motives? Wanting us to be in a happy place. So I'm like, if you could get over this thing that you're really upset about, we can move on. But sometimes that takes you 62 hours. But let's be real. It was hardly affecting you. You were at work. I was at work. We we're going about our days. I where, mentioned it to you a couple of times. This is but- where you're wrong. It affects me. I, I, my orb is is like bumps into your orb and i can't unstick myself from it if your orb is not glowing 
we're talking colors here. So I can see this red color. I can see it on you when you're not right. And I have to learn that to, to acknowledge that feeling, but I have to learn that it ain't none of my business. But don't you want a husband that wants you to that wants to know you're doing well versus hey honey good luck with that not gonna let it affect me like a true like you know we of course of course and nobody i mean geez if your relationship is like that get out now that's that's how relationships work you're there to support each other and you know i try and do a good job of not dumping all of my emotional shit all over you but you're talking like, honey dump like it's dump no but you're don't ruminate like, no you said you wish i could have just gotten over it faster well if only it were that simple don't you think i would have wanted to get over it faster too do you think i wanted to be having a nervous breakdown for 48 <laughs> hours straight? it's almost like i've got the answers to the test and i just go it choose d it's all of the above and so, like, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but in in in, a, in an instance where I'm on the outside looking in, I go, I know your route to happiness, and it ain't this random person who's holding you back. It's it's this. It's the self fulfilling independence where you don't have to like you know be owned by anyone else. That's simple for you to totally, say. Totally, totally. I mean, no, really, that's simple for you to say because you've just decided that your life, you're going to do whatever you want and screw any responsibility and screw being beholden to anyone else. But not all of us can live like that. No, well, I'll, well, I'll slightly disagree because I think I think you, there was no compliment, and <laughs> I think, but I think that there that is we talk about um, you know the, in the freelance lifestyle. You know, like like as a comic, who's gonna fire me? Sure, my side gate can fire me, but you can't fire me from stand up. I'm just gonna go to the other place. It's about bringing your audience to you, and that's what we're 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 reaching for. It's what you're reaching for as you build your audience with YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It's what I'm reaching for as I build my audience with, you know, everything from the mailing list. By the way, join the mailing list to to podcasting and in, in building your army. And instead of being like subcontracted to work for someone else's army, and then they can just say. I don't need you anymore. You know what I mean? You looked at me the wrong way. So I totally understand. Um, There's a long way to steer out of it, but I want you to know that I'm not only rooting for you, you're not dumping your things on me. You don't have to put on a brave face. You can cry. It's okay. And I don't know if relationships... I don't know if people in relationships tell their partner that enough. You can you can release it all in a way that sheds you from feeling the toxic feelings. It's almost like you're it's almost like you're releasing the toxic feelings, but then the, inside your hazmat suit, it's like you're farting, you know, on your spacewalk. Okay, so the farts just <laughs> you're sniffing your own gas. You know what I mean? I got her to smile, folks. She's out there smiling at the 15 minute mark. We got a smile. Um, we were crying, or at least I was. I get so teared up watching these American Idol clips on YouTube. I can't. I you know just something about seeing somebody hit that note. It's just a simple way of seeing somebody hit their dreams, right? Isn't it great? Yeah. This is where you talk. <laughs> Damn. Guys, guys, let me let me be honest with you. If I'm not, if I don't have my foot on the on the gas, this whole podcast just sinks into the ocean. Okay, if I don't have my foot on the gas at all, and people go, "Why do you ramble true. so much, Dave?" And when I take one breath to not ramble, I look at you, you and never yawn. let me talk about anything that I find interesting. Every time I'm on a roll, you interrupt me, and then you get mad when I'm just like sitting here bored to tears, listening to you <laughs> shit on me, and then talk about American Idol. All right, get on a roll. Go. 
No, I don't have anything to be on a roll. You don't. About. You don't. What? What do you? What do you consume that gives you the goosebumps? Like when we watch like an American Idol clip, because we were just watching clips on, you know, like you know somebody singing and they get to go through to Hollywood, and I'm crying for this stranger. They could be a piece of shit. So am I projecting my feelings of wanting their success, or is it something like that we just share vicariously when we see someone achieve their dreams? I don't know. When 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 I when something good happens to me, how do you feel? Happy. But do you feel like? You know what I mean? Like, what's that feeling? To explain it. Yeah, of course. You you, you want to see the people that you love succeed. You like seeing strangers succeed. Do you ever like see me fail? No. Do you ever like watch me bomb? I watched you throw uh, a couple innings today. Oh, <laughs> I watched a bad. lot of other, uh, the other team score. You know what, though? That wasn't. That's the thing. It's almost like with stand-up, sometimes you might not get a lot of laughs, but you'll see something productive in it. That was a good. That was productive pitching by me. Even if I didn't do well, I broke five baseball bats. at seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of firewood I created today. I snapped. I mean, that baseball bat went farther than the ball. That's fun. That one of those splinters almost took your eye out. And let me tell you about focus. Okay, I'm throwing a baseball, eighty-four miles an hour. Let's call it 86, but it wasn't right. I'm throwing it fast. Right, I've been sprinting in the off season. I've been getting ready to go. I'm throwing it. That ball's hit back at me. I smack it down with my leather, but then the bat is completely shattered, right? So it's just, I don't know, a normal bat's 32 ounces. So it's about 20, probably 28 ounces of lumber that split, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Into I could have like killed a vampire a with splinter, that. Yeah. Into a full, like these, and, and that whole time, I kept my eye on the ball. I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying. Yeah, all of us were like, is the ball worth it? That thing was spinning <laughs> at you, and you know what? Like I th- a torpedo. But you know what I thought about after that? I thought about if if that, and this has happened before on video. This has happened to people. But if that bat stabbed into my leg, I would have completed the play to first. I would because my muscle memory was like, this is what you have to do. The ball's hit to you. Finish the fucking play. It's so binary, one thing at a time. And that's in baseball's like that's why it's like the hyper focus. And don't get me wrong, after that I, I I had a shitty inning. I walked three, but I still broke five bats, which means the ball was live. I had a lot of mo- movement, but I just wasn't that focused and I wasn't there. But maybe that's the metaphor because we're doing when we do these episodes where we've got nothing on the docket and we kind of like improvise our way through them. I'm not looking at this as half-assed. I'm looking at it as like what's the metaphor for life so you tell me i've got no cares in the world that i'm not worried about um you know repercussions or this or that but who got the fucking out when the bat almost took his fucking jugular that bat almost took my head off outs don't pay for houses okay (laughs) it's the symbolism of it honey okay the symbolism of it is when i audition with some chick for the bud light commercial and she decides to ask the casting director if she can eat some of his pineapple salad i'm embarrassed because she's completely making a foul by doing what's not normal and then she books the fucking gig because of it okay that's the that's the outlier standing out i'm not telling you to just go tell people to go fuck off i'm saying march to the beat of your own drum what's the tasha drum are you gonna find it when you're 85 and you're shitting in your pants and you're uh just <laughs> telling people off at the old person home maybe that's my drum I um I uh I actually two different things. I I was thinking a lot about happiness today, and so I googled it. But then I also flipped to a random page in the Perfection Detox, and um and this is interesting because they talk about happiness. And you and I can both agree we've got 
a lot of books to get through that you know what i mean like if this coronavirus hits and the internet goes down we're good for like seven years we got a lot of books we have some listeners that have sent us books i am so sorry we're working our way through it slowly you get to that first page it reminds you of a tiktok you got to check up on seven hours later your pants are off you haven't read anything i don't know it just happens so the perfection detox we haven't even finished reading even though we love petra and um we've had a blast reading it uh talking about rumination this and that but i i um I just jumped to page 97 and it's the intoxicating allure of outward appearances. Honey, if you're going to yawn, can you not do it in the microphone? I wasn't. Okay. That's the problem. I can only hear you and I can't hear me. Why can't you hear yourself? I just heard a huge yawn by you. <laughs> I thought the I was second, away from the microphone. The second I go to talk, I just hear... <sighs> <laughs> People think fucking, you know, Darth Vader is on the line. <laughs> when are you interviewing Darth Vader? <sighs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm really struggling over here. The intoxicating alert. And I'm going to leave all those dead spaces in there. You know, a lot of people <laughs> podcast, they spend hours editing, but you listeners are with us. You think you're, you know, your volume went out on your um, speakers in your car. No, Tasha yawned. Okay. The intoxicating allure of outward appearances. To regain control of our impulses, we need to stop the flow of images for some uh, interval of time. This practice will save hours. Imagine how well you could use the 60 extra days a year, which is the total annual time on average that an American spends on devices. And, uh, so wait, how many days? 60, 60 days extra days a year. a year. Holy shit. Yeah, if you think about it, do you, do you get those um, reminders on your iPhone that says like, your use was down 20% this week? How much does it say that you normally spend on your phone? Well, it's t- it's tough because with work we we use our we use our phone for like Google Maps and this and that. But yeah, no, 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 it's not good. I mean, don't get me wrong. How much does yours say? I don't know. I don't know off offhand. Mine is normally like five or six hours a day. Yeah. And what? How much? What percentage of that do you think you're doing something productive? Um, you know, you got your calendar. Twenty-five percent. It, it would mean, be nice. I don't know. It's crazy because you don't think that that amount of time is possible. Where's the app on the phone that says, "Don't let me go on TikTok until I've done X, Y, and Z"? Because that's what we need, right? Well, you can you can set up um, like timers for yourself. I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's basically like a reminder that pops up, like you've reached your limit. So people spend on average 60 days a year consuming other people's highlight reels. Did we also mention that suicide rates are up? I mean, this is no-brainer stuff. No-brainer stuff. Uh, yet, here we are, and we're, we're guilty. We're part of it. Um, in addition, the headroom you will give yourself to appreciate all that you possess in your life today will be priceless. Because we talk about this with device-free time, DFT. But our device-free time... It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean we're completely in the, uh, you know, like, like, like earlier when, uh, when, the, when I was, the, the, we've had a problem with the sound and I was fixing it and you had to get up to go get your phone. And I was like, why are you getting up to get your phone? And, and you, and you were like, because I'm waiting for you. And I was like, just fucking wait, be here. And I get it. I, I get had it. already waited 20 <laughs> minutes, Dave. Now I'm pushing into my 60 days of TikTok. <laughs> On top of the hours lost online, the profound effect that the constant stream of images has on our psyche often goes unnoticed until too late. Humans pr- um, pr- process images 60,000 times faster than they do text. Wait, they pr- oh, then they do text. And scientists at MIT have discovered that the brain can process images that the eye sees for as little as 13 milliseconds. Imagine just how much information we're taking in daily, both consciously and subconsciously. It's no wonder we feel frazzled and riddled with failure. On t- and again, I recognize it. Do you mind if I turn the light on? Because I'm having a hard time reading this. Uh, I can't can see. We, I'm fucking can you turn just, my headphones down? Oh, the light's not. Hold on. Jesus Christ. 
We're, we're having real technical issues here, folks. You want your headphones? You want your cans turned down? Yeah. Okay, that's you're at level three. Cans are turned down. Uh, we have a sound guy here who does all this. It's called my right hand. I'm the producer, I am the sound engineer, and I am the host who talks too much. That's who I am. And Tasha's yawning. She's got her sleepy time tea. She's ready to go. Do you hate this or what? No. I'm okay with this. I'm listening. If look, this uh, sounds I'm, like I'm gonna go full Aubrey Hepburn. Like, oh no, it was a Marilyn Monroe. If you can't have me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Is that how it goes? Anyway, I'll crow, I'll I'll misquote her. That's fine. Um, uh, to do to, on top of the instant messaging, we're consuming most of it. Reminded us of how everyone except us is living a magnificent, magnificent and perfect life on social media. We are also bombarded with the stories that traditional media wants us to buy into. Pictures of the latest and greatest products. Oh man, I'm the worst at that. I yes, got a drone. You, are. you sent me one drone video. Next thing you know, I'm fucking you know. Sully the pilot over here <laughs> selling us an idea that when you buy their gadgets or gizmo you and your life will be perfect while we know how much photoshopping and editing goes into each image our hearts can't differentiate quite as keenly these days the pictures in front of us are digitally enhanced to the point um to the point it where it, that's a typo to the point where it is physically impossible to look like the um, person gracing the magazine cover even if we starved ourselves lived in the gym and never messed up or had a zit ever again Pretty and perfect means you are a success, you are living the American dream, and you have just hit pay dirt when it comes to your happiness. Keeping that in mind, it is worth remembering that only 4% of women around the world consider themselves beautiful. Only 11% of girls globally are comfortable describing themselves as beautiful. 72% of girls feel tremendous pressure to be beautiful. 80% of women agree that every woman has something about her that is beautiful, but they cannot see their own beauty. 54% of women globally agree that when it comes to how they look, they are their own worst critic. What do you have to say about that? Uh, I got sounds quote. about right. And you're, and you are a professional model. You are supposed to feel beautiful. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that you fit into these stats, but you're supposed to not feel insecure. That's not true at all. I mean, I would say that models are probably the most insecure. Let me ask you this question. It's a quote from Petra. Would you feel comfortable with others seeing how you talk to yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Um. Eh. Day to day. I don't. I don't think that I uh, talk to myself particularly negatively. No, I would say. Uh, for the most part, I try and treat myself with kindness or at least indifference, <laughs> which is probably not the best thing, but, you but won't better look at, than the You won't worst. look at your thing and squeeze it like, you, you know, you're, you won't, I mean, we, we're, we're tough. We, you would, ne you would never look at, you would never look at a stranger's, uh, you know, midsection and grab it and go, well, better get back to the gym. But you'll, but we say that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You do that to me. You go, do that jiggle again. You just do. And I go, I'm going <laughs> to kill myself. Thank you. Thank you for that. But because you don't think, and I, and, I, and I think I understand, like, I understand women have a, a problem with this, but men don't talk about this shit at all. Just like feel like, you know, you think guys want to grow up and be, and be told they have dad bod. Dad bod's the best we can do. Like I got dad bod. This is, I'm trying my best. <laughs> This is what I have. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. But I, I ruminate about things that are different than you. So like I don't, I like I ruminate, uh, like if I'm on Instagram scrolling past a bunch of people, I'm looking at all the show flyers they're on and I'm, and I'm going, oh man, I'm not doing good enough in my life. Whereas you look at a lot of, oh, and I'll tell you this, I'll tell you how I feel, Tasha. Um, you look at a lot of travel bloggers 
And I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, let me know if I'm right. I feel that you look at travel bloggers, husband and wife teams, traveling the world. They're in Bali. They're in fucking Cancun. They're all over the world. Every photo is beautiful, this and that. I think you look at those photos and think that I am holding you back. Uh... No, I do not necessarily think that. I have think I had that thought? Sure, yeah. Have I had the thought that like, oh, it would be a lot easier for me to uh, do this thing, Instagram, travel blogging, build a career that way if I had someone to help me na- uh, navigate who knew about that world was passionate about that world who like wanted to be on my team every time i ask you to take a photo of me you throw a dang outfit uh translate that for the american english speakers daggone fit (laughs) you think i throw a daggone fit yeah well i'll tell you what i don't like is i don't like um that it's not collaborating like you'll move my arm in a way that i become the tripod and you'll be like do it like this and then well if I, yeah because i feel like it's good to be expedient otherwise we end up in a but fight what's funny is how many times you and again this comes down to our teamwork how many times you think we did not get a good photo and then you find out afterwards that we got a great photo or we got something that'll work but something that will work for you might be the best photo anyone else has ever taken you know what i mean our engagement photos or our, our like Valentine's photos, we took on a tripod in the dark uh, in our street. I think I think a car, I think there was Grand Theft Auto happening. I think a car, like the two cops were looking for somebody and we were like, don't bother us. We're taking our Valentine's photo. And we got and we were hungry. We were late and we got it. We got the shot. But you were like, oh, they came out horrible. And then afterwards you're like, yeah, well, do, man. So Yeah, well, it's also hard to see on the screen. So I think part of, but I think part of your like sort of, um, fear false evidence appearing real is that i don't care about you and i don't care about like you succeeding i do not believe for a single second that you don't care about me and you don't care about my success but we don't have uh goals that are necessarily supportive of each other's you know they're complimentary barely if you if you get if you get wild success on social media it helps me in two ways. You, you start to create an additional income from it. Plus, it's like I'm your guy. If you do well, I do well. If I blow up on something, but people are going to find you and go, well, I love Tasha. about me on social media helps you with comedy. Well, I would, I would disagree because it could help with the podcast, which could help with my comedy. I'm okay. We have plenty of listeners. I hear you guys. I know you guys are out there that have found this podcast because they saw you showing your butt crack on Arsenic. <laughs> Absolutely. So if I got to ride your butt crack wave, well then wedgies up, bitches. Let's do it. Totally. I'm supportive if you want to be on the cover of Playboy. I'm supportive. Whatever your creative, I'm supportive if you just want to draw art. We got an easel and a blank canvas. I want you to get high and use a coloring book. You have no idea the level of support that I have for but wanting to see you. emotional support for me is not the same as both of us sharing goals. The travel bloggers that you brought up, they, they're they on the same team. You don't know they, that. No, I do you know You see that. what they put out. Uh, I'm shaking my finger at you honey, like Bernie Sanders. You I, see what they put out. Guess what? You don't become a travel couple if only one of you is traveling full time and doing social media. You become a travel couple when you 
both quit your jobs and you both decide that you're going to pursue traveling, creating content online, collaborating with hotels, collaborating with tourism boards, getting paid for your travel content. Sure. But a lot of those are like those are like photographers. That'd be like if 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 um, if our travel blogging had a comedy club waiting for me at every destination. Yeah, it doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference. The question is, the question is, if we if we got to live out of five star resorts all throughout the world, would I be happy? Well, part of me would be, but I wouldn't be expressing my creative gift, which I believe is stand up in other ways of communicating to to an audience. So while yeah, I could get I could get my squeeze and get my fix podcasting. Again, I'm not worried about that because if you have if we build a following where you, where we get to travel to awesome places, then I won't be doing the 40 hours a week of side gigs, which means I'll have more time to do. So like I'm not worried about that. I see I I I operate from the optimistic place that 24 hours a day is enough time for us to accomplish all of our goals. The bigger thing that I'm worried about is not booking a trip to Bali. It's what this book says, the 60 days a year that we spend. And I'm not saying that for us to like cry about it. I'm saying it like for us to move forward. You know, you know, when all that I'm reading about with the, with that book on like how to like gain your wealth and for me, wealth, not necessarily monetarily, but I know that as I gain my wealth through my creative endeavors, that it's just an unlimited abundance of money and all that. But the, the way to that is your, is to fulfill your desire and have the desire, which we do have. They're, we're just battling like everyone else is, you know, the, um, the consumption and you can't create while you consume, which is totally fine. So I'm, so I do support your, your, your goals. I do. Theoretically. No. And there's no contingency either. I, what I'm saying is there is no, there's no goal of that you have that if you hit it, it will take away from what I'm trying to do. That's my point. We can only highlight each other. Because as I work... Yeah, but you're still missing that fundamental difference. Like, uh, me having a goal that won't bother you if I accomplish it is not the same as us having the same goal. Let's all, re- let's all rewind 15 seconds and hear where I said it bothered me. I didn't say you that at all. You said it won't bother you. Did I say that? Yes. Well... <laughs> Everyone just rewound and was like... I gotta right. rewind. I don't know. You're an idiot. What I'm saying is this. I want you to succeed in the little things some of your biggest successes you just like you don't even acknowledge you go yeah yeah and i go honey that's a big deal like i have to tell i have to like be your barometer for what a big deal is sometimes because you kind of like you go yeah but it wasn't you know like our successes sometimes are not exactly the 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 specific thing we're looking for it's like dang you know what i mean like we get we've gotten some big things and and, and on a few occasions we've we've gotten to book the same success story together and then appreciate it but we have to be able to appreciate each other's successes like even as little as they can seem. I mean, you're the most uh, uh, hardworking. I don't, you're, you, first of all, to, to paint a picture to the audience, you look so angry at me and all I'm doing is telling you that, that like I want you to hear all the cheering that I'm doing for you. I don't look angry. This is my face. It is rough, folks. I mean, these eyebrows are cutting me, <laughs> right? Guys, Jesus. Um, okay, fine. If that's just your face, fine. But I, it just, I'm just telling you, I'm getting, I'm getting the vibes that, that you're like over at bitches. But, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm cheering for you with this expectation that like, please like, know that I'm here. Like, you know, you know I'm here for you. I'm just telling you, sometimes we'll, uh, what, like what, I'm, what I'm bad at, here's what I'm bad at. And this is what I'm trying to fix. I... 
like uh, like la- last Friday, I had to work my side gig. I I average 150 bucks a shift. I mean, it's that's not for some people. They make that you know taking a shit. Okay, that's that's you know what I mean. But I uh I got offered a gig hosting for a stand up show that was eight to ten minutes of stage time, paid a whopping zero dollars. I chose a stand up show over the 150 bucks because I have to remember that. In the in the long run, all the time and energy I'm investing in myself is worth more than $150. So what I have to remind myself is to not just like, like if, you're, if I'm driving for Uber, not just try to be on the clock at all times, but harvest the relationships that help me succeed. So that's what it's all about is like choosing the priorities that benefit you. Like like um this trip we we're going to go on. We don't have to talk about who it was for, but we, we were going to go on an awesome trip in several weeks. We had booked our flights and then the coronavirus got it canceled. We were going to go on the cruise of a lifetime. And um, who knows, it might happen later down the road, but they decided to cancel it because, of course, who wants to be stuck on a cruise for 60 days as, you know, we all die of a fucking respiratory illness but the point is tasha please help me out you got to know when i'm flatlining here i need your input the point is is that i'm trying um you know to let you know that that um that that, we're, that i'm here i i i'm i have no idea what my point was please help yeah. me out. i'm begging you right now to please yeah, help me yeah you're out. just bullshitting and that yeah, well if i don't you're not talking no, you're not even I'm, looking at me I'm and you're picking your toenails i have socks on so i can't <laughs> be picking my toenails just so you know uh the the page Again, I know you're ready to go. The page that, that to, to finish my thought, I'm edging here. I just want to come with my thought that I'm talking about is is knowing when to double down and invest in ourselves. Knowing when I'm not going to book the, the e-news gig and fuck them, I'll make it myself. Knowing when like you might not get booked on Sports Illustrated. Well, fuck it. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to I'm going to be the best at at influencing w- things that I believe in whether it's the Basset Hound Rescue Society of Southern California, which has the spring games coming up, or whatever it is. It's knowing that what, we, what you and I truly want in this life doesn't have gatekeepers. All you. <laughs> Babe, I don't have anything to say. You got nothing? No. Are you, are you upset that the cruise was canceled? No. You're not, you're not upset the cruise was canceled? I mean, I'm a little disappointed, but I'm going to be okay. Part, a small part of me is relieved because now I don't have to worry about getting violently motion sick. I was but excited. Um, yes, go ahead. I, w- I would like if we have the option. I, would, I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but to maybe, you know, t- still use those days and take a trip maybe someplace else. We'll have to see what the airline's going to do for us. But mm-hmm. um, I was looking forward to, would, to making a vlog by being like somebody who's the first person that gets to go on the Virgin Cruise Line. I thought that would have been really cool. And for all the reasons you, like you were like, don't just take videos of girls' asses. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I want to take videos of me punching all the buttons in the in the room. <laughs> I'm such a gear junkie. The rooms are so cool, guys. The, there's a button you can press. I'm going to be so bummed out just thinking about it. There's a button you can press that that makes the bed and it splits it in half and turns it into a sectional couch. And there's another button that's like nightclub mode that you press and it turns your room into like a disco. That's the shit that I, imagine me making Making an espresso in the morning and turning the disco lights on and waking Tasha up. Oh, I had so many great plans for us. <laughs> I was so excited. They have like an Instagram room, like that wall of mirrors that you walk through. They had like a marble, heated marble seats that you sit on when you're getting a massage and you know, all that shit. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm, the, the older I get, the more redneck my ideas of like fun are. <laughs> like, 
Hopefully they'll reschedule it and we can get the experience. But I had I had visions of grandeur that I would is that how you pronounce it? Visions mm-hmm. of grandeur that I was going to be the one who introduced the world to it. And because uh, that's what I what I've what I what I've what I'm finding joy in. And my buddy my buddy Ben Prue. He's um, a filmmaker. I, I, th- I think you've met him before. I, I wouldn't even say buddy. He's a he's a filmmaker I know from New England. He's Walter's friend. He 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 posted something about how to go viral, and his whole thing was, you don't know how to. And by the way, he's he he um he's uh, uh, got probably over billions of views. He's a Emmy nominated filmmaker because he made projects he loved. He just made things he loved. That's it. And it sounds it sounds so simple, but if you just make shit that you love, that you have like this high energy frequency for, then people are going to resonate with it. And if they don't right away, you keep making it till your 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 sort of um, calligraphy, how you express that love, whether it's through editing, filmmaking, whatever, right, whatever it is, as how you express that, you'll just improve that, and then eventually the right people will find it. I don't want us to hold out for fifty years. I think I'm ready now. I'm not saying I'm perfect at what I do, but my voice now, my passion now for storytelling, whether it's on stage, bachelor recap videos, or deciding which Democratic, you know, presidential candidate would be the best headliner, is it's valid. And and Los Angeles, if anything, just beats my dick in with you know with the shitty stage time and this and that that makes me not feel funny. But then you meet, but then you post something online and people go, dude, oh my gosh, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's just, I just needed that North Star all along. We don't need, you know, we don't need arenas full of people cheering us on. It's not about that. It's finding your North Star and going, that's my direction. That's what makes me different. That's what makes me funny. And it's not always so obvious. Half the time when I'm trying new material, I don't know what people are going to laugh at. You know what I mean? Like I was talking the other day about, um, about a homeless guy doing drugs and, they were, and, and the, the audience started laughing and I wasn't even getting to like the, I was like, gee, and, it, and it, whatever the absurdity was with what my tone or, or point of view made them funny. I know you don't find this funny because you've lived with me too long that you don't see that, I, you know, I actually make you laugh a lot. By the way, I'm rambling right now, but I'm literally getting nothing. You need to chime in, please. I don't have anything to chime in because <laughs> you are just rambling. Do you have a North Star? No. What's your compass? I don't have a North Star. My North Star is laughs. If I can make people laugh and they think I'm funny, then I'm going to keep doing that. That's easy for a comic. What, what's, like, what's, a, what's a way for you to see if, you're, if your passion is resonating with others? I don't know. But I mean, it's because it's, and well, well, we can go in a minute, but I'll tell you, part of the problem is what used to be a North Star would be your engagement on social media. That would be a North Star. You would do something, it would get a lot of likes, and you'd go, well, people liked it. That was your North Star. Instagram, you know, tinkers with their algorithm, and then, and then you don't know what your North Star is. So how can you figure out what you're doing and, and, and enjoying without, without having it be some tech bot somewhere in Silicon Valley that, that chooses who's viral and who's not? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't help me right now. Walk, talk it out with me. I d- Dave, you're asking an impossible question. What's your North Star? What do you mean? What's my North Star? I already told you. I don't know. How, what's your barometer for where you want to go with your with your barometer? Crea- what we we know what we know what you like creatively. Like here's what I would love more than anything is for you to get out the um you know the uh, the uh, sewing machine and start making like fun start like creating fun shit like i would th- i think that's so interesting that, yeah, that you're good at sewing i don't think it's interesting how is that not interesting just because you think think it's interesting doesn't mean that i think it's interesting or that i l- find it enjoyable 
I think you love. Well, this is where this is where I'll call bullshit on you. Okay, and that's what relationships are for: is calling bullshit on somebody. You love nothing more than Halloween making shit with your I sewing machine. I hate Halloween, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. No, no. and let you, me tell you why. You love because you the- put all the pressure on me to come up with creative costumes because you would wait until an hour before, throw a sheet over your head, and call yourself a ghost. <laughs> You go, you come up with all these grand ideas about what we're going to be for Halloween, and then you put it in my hands to go to Joanne Fabrics and fucking <laughs> stitch it together. I hate Halloween. <laughs> I hate coming up with ideas for costumes, and I hate sewing them. I love. Here's what I love. Okay, I love when you say hate and you just start going on these rants of things you hate. I hate like no one I've ever met says hate the way you do. I hate it because it makes me think of you because you, you, she's got her arms crossed and all pouty. It makes me think of you as like a kid and your mom's trying to get you to do something. I hate church. <laughs> I hate the pastor. I hate church camp. I hate everything about church. <laughs> Devil Tasha. No, it's just it's. You're telling me you don't love when you when people freak out because you made a cool costume we it's sure okay so uh, so let's break it down then what don't you like about it the time constraint and the stress Mm -hmm. you don't want your limbic system being flared though the quicker if i was like babe you have one hour to make me a costume go 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 you would probably just stab me to death and never bury my body you would absolutely do that you would if i ever go missing it's because i rushed you you've got and i'm not saying this is a problem but you need to know what flares your limbic system and it's the time pressure and i get that i do so let's take it away let's say because i I think i posed this on a facebook status where i was like look if you could get paid for doing anything if you were covered for life say you had social it was your social security you're going to get paid a thousand dollars a day you just have to do something you have to create you can't consume watching tic tac doesn't count i'm not saying that you're you have a problem with creating i'm saying what would it be for a thousand bucks a day, like what would it be? For me, it would be writing new jokes, performing them, and f- filmmaking. Filmmaking is great. It would be things like that. It would be uh, watching a new movie and doing a recap review about. It. Like it would be my dissecting things. I like I could I could literally sit Forrest Gump style and talk to strangers. I, I came up with a show once. I was going to do a, a show in New York where I just offer a stranger a cigar and we're going to stoop talk. Like that's all I want to do in life podcasting things like that creating stories finding out things like that so what would you what 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 could you do if there's no time crunch but you have to put your creativity to work uh i would be just like um uh explorer or finding your north star uh, yeah, Explorer no, I would Tasha. just I would just Tasha be Explorers. traveling and I would just be fucking out adventuring How, every day. but but what snapchat that shit okay so so because you like let's let's and again this is all a theoretical but let's assume you've got to like you've got to sell you have to do something to make this thousand bucks a day right so you can't just explore what's your what's your medium no you said i had to create something so i would i would just take videos okay so your medium would be videos platform instagram whatever so if you had if you had the right guy following you around who could edit for you you would be totally fine going to the sloth farm hugging a sloth going here what would you what would you do at those places like or would it be like just let's see what let's see what i find interesting like that's obviously why joe rogan's is successful he finds out a place that you've never been before and you explore it and take a video and you share with people go to the thai food market go to the italian where's the thai food market what do you mean where is this something about places no 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 but i'm so like let's just do it then what 
Sure, Dave. Yeah, let's just do it. That's, yeah. I, I know you're being sarcastic, but yeah. Let's just do it. Let's put it out there and start, start operating from a place where you are valuable enough for people to want to see your content. Sure, the algorithm's not going to love it if 80,000 people followed you for your ass. It's going to take a little bit of readjusting to be like, now I go to Thai food markets and I sample the shit out of this food. I tell you what's good about it. Turns out I'm an expert food blo- you know, uh, uh, connoisseur. You know, I love the ambiance of this place because X, Y, and Z. I'm just saying, uh, we're, uh, we're working through this right now and there's somebody listening who goes, I want to be a Thai market blo- vlogger. You know what I mean? Like when we take away the money from it and just assume that, again, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you or anyone else to quit all of their jobs. I'm just saying, what's the North Star that you want to pursue and just assume that, that, that earning money is not like the be all end all? Because I would much rather watch you go to a Thai market and talk about, you know, Sriracha or whatever the hell you're doing. I would much rather watch that. And that's way more valuable than you just posting a photo in Bali. Not to say you can't go to Bali. I'm just saying what was most interesting about your Phuket videos. It's like, you know, people want to go along for the ride. There's there's just, there's more to you than, than like what meets the eye. Thanks. Seven people are going to be listening to this. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I personally enjoy po- the podcasts I listen to that just don't have an agenda and hear someone's, you know, it's nice. Look, it's nice to interview new people and hear their highlight reels, but this is more. And again, I would, I would totally, if, if, you, if you wanted to turn this around on me and, and, and prick my, you know. Uh, I'm not an asshole. Is this me being an asshole? Yeah, you're being an asshole. What's asshole about this? Literally, you opened the podcast <laughs> with my anxiety that I specifically said that I didn't want to talk about it. And you're ending the podcast on, what's your North Star? What would you do if you just d- could do whatever you wanted? And I say what I would do. And then you completely twist and turn my ideas, turn them into your ideas. How did I turn into my idea? Just, I, I just don't okay, feel like okay, talking about Okay, okay, okay. Look, I apologize for, for not steering us out of the harbor earlier on. Note for Dave, apologizing, apology, apologizing. I realize, I realize, you know, like, look, sometimes, sometimes I press your buttons and it leads to good things. Some, and you press mine and it leads to good things. There's nothing, there's nothing better than when you call me out on my shit in a way that's like, you, you get me to see things. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, but like, what were we doing uh, recently where I was telling you how easy it was for you, for, for me to get under your skin and then you just re- reversed it on me. And you're right. We understand each other in a way that time, six year, eight, I mean, we've known each other for, we're pushing on a decade. We're pushing on a decade of knowing each other. Honey, I want to be there as you walk towards your North Star. And I know your North Star and my North Star are in the same direction. They don't have to be crisscrossing, okay? My, the things I'm pursuing you're going to be happy as I, as I push for my goals. You know, I mean, there's nothing better, and it is emotional. There's nothing better than, if, than when I have a success that I can wait to tell you in person. When we got the iTunes feature, I waited till we were in person. I set up the tripod. I woke you up, and then I did it on camera so we could have this memory. I don't think we ever shared that with anyone. I enjoy, I'm, that's, I'm as simple as the dog bringing home a bone, some cat bringing home a dead bird. I'm bringing home to you my successes to be like, look, honey, look what I did, you know? And it's proof to me that we're in the right direction. You know what I mean? So, so when you, so when (laughs) I really pissed you off, honey, when 
I know, I know what your nor. I already. I mean, like, I'm not saying this like I know exactly what your north star is, but I see what makes you happy and what like direction you want to go in. And and I know that sometimes you feel like our journey's not heading there. So when there's when we have issues with the business side of things or this or that, I just want to shake you down and be like, babe, we are so, like, we are so in the world of self actualizing that we just have to have that blind. What was it that you showed me the other day? Was it an Instagram post that somebody made or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. That was about um, fuck. It was about uh, you know, people that just that just say fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to do it. I mean, we just live in the generation where when you don't know how to edit something, you just YouTube it and you do a tutorial. Now it's obviously harder to do a tutorial on relationships, but I think when it comes down to it, what we're pursuing is worth more than an hourly wage or worth more than what what we talk about with renting out your time. You know, it's it's uh, it's about getting to that level where we wake up the next day, we put out content. And it's got, you know, some crazy amount of love attached to it uh, online, whether it's a YouTube video that goes viral or one of your TikToks. It's about just, you know, making something and then it being rewarded. But the hard part is when you don't get rewarded the first day. I mean, some of my videos I've made get like 15 views and I go, that took me so much time to make. But then some other things are you do at the, you, you do at the, you know, you know, the seat of your pants, you just make some quick thing and it gets thousands like this 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 week my bachelor recap videos got a got a a $15 donation and a $10 or no no a $25 donation and a $10 donation for just random people that were like you know what here's some extra bread in your tip jar and that's crazy because that's not what the intention was but we let's let's can we let's can we end on our week with Rainer I know we talked about him last episode let's end with our week on Rainer because I'm excited touch I'm excited for the rest of our night and I and I know I've I know I know when I'm being tough on you, and I'm not doing it from a professor place where I have all the answers. I'm like a student in the class next to you that no, goes. No, you're you know, acting like you have all the answers, and I, that's the difference. Well, I apologize for that. I know what questions I'm asking. I don't know what what the answers are to those questions, and I think relationships. Uh, I think what we benefit from that I hope other relationships do too is we do this like weekly where we're able to, uh, sort of um pick each other apart i mean you talk about it to me when i like have a meltdown on stage or i do something that's like so not what my intention is and it's like yeah i fucking shit the bed today playing baseball baseball is supposed to be the thing that makes me stress-free it didn't stress me out because you know i found the i found the the rainbow there in the storm but i understand i understand but so this week um well we talked about it last episode but rainer's rainer was in town for the mimosa show last week and then um yeah, and then this uh he has to come he was like oh you got any shows and i was like hey come to another one of my shows but it's not gonna be as good and sure enough it wasn't but i accidentally had the, the wrong time uh set up so uh i was i basically told him the show was two hours before it was and i thought it was anyway so i was like oh you want to come to this party i gotta go drop tosh off at and it was really it's really interesting because it's your friend Akila who has a very nice place right i mean how would you describe that yeah, it's such a cool spot, like, um, in West Hollywood, really nice front house, really nice back house, uh, and in the middle, pool, hot tub, she can turn on the jets from her phone. <laughs> that's, that's what got me. Yeah. The fact that you can be, and, the, and you know, and of, and of course, her, Akilah's job, I got some, uh, Akilah's job is she's like a podcast host and YouTuber, so she's a great example, in, in a, you know, best-selling author, she's a great example of, of, not fitting into boxes and able to be able to, I mean, that's literally the day that you and I can text our hot tub to start. Here's what I want to be able to do. 
I want to be able to text the crock pot to like turn on the hot tub. The I want I want this. I told you the other day I want one of those showers that has the his and her temperatures. So you just hit the button and it's like set right to one hundred three or whatever it is you want. But like that's all. It, it was cool to see um to 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 bring Rainer to see one of our friends in Hollywood. That's more more of a traditional like uh, entourage style of what people think Hollywood is. You know, because that's a be- that was a beautiful place. But we had a blast with them, and it's always good. Um, uh, again, shout out to Rainer. It's always good to like pick people's brains that are from other cultures because you know in today's world it's a pretty flat you know globalized world. Like he, you know, he obviously is very well versed in politics and tech and things like that. That like you know we all like you know like we could go to Austria and it would you know yeah shit would be in a little bit of a different language and you know this and that. But all in all we're all we're all kind of living the same life so like life's just not as different as people like to think it is or maybe they don't do i don't know do people like like um do, w- would you prefer to live in the past before like the like the internet like traveling before like cause when i studied abroad you couldn't i couldn't just pick up my phone and call my mom i had to go to a payphone yeah you had to have a calling calling card, card. How, did you have to do that when you were in south korea uh no I get. I'm trying to think. Uh, my phone, how it worked. I with they got us phones once we got there. Like we got a oh, local really? phone there. I had a, I had a phone given to me, and one of the, the I think the seven wore off, so I couldn't I couldn't text the num the number seven. So like any phone number, if like if your number didn't have a seven in it, like we're good. I could call you, but if it had a seven in it, like I was like, so, yeah. So it's hard enough to speak another language, but then because it was also like those like um what's it called T nine texting. So seven was like you know G uh, G J K whatever it was. It was like those three letters I couldn't use. But anyway, um, it was good. It was good to hang out with Rainer and uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool that we can like um uh mesh our cultures like that. And um, he went whale watching today, so we'll have to find out. Oh, yeah. Rainer, did you see any whales? Did you get out there and see any whales? I bet that was fun. Um, what are your goals for the week? I have not thought about them. Are you going to hate me for the rest of the night? No. Uh, do you love me? I try. It's so funny, guys. When Tasha's mad at me, she, but she'll still kiss me, she doesn't like, you know how you kiss, you purse your lips, you go, you, you know, you kiss. You'll just like lean your lips up to mine like a like a dead corpse kiss <laughs> and I, of course <laughs> i don't like that when you do that but i take it and i understand that you're a you're a warm kind soul tasha you're not i'm not here this is what it all this is what it all comes down to okay and maybe people can apply some of this to their own relationships out there i know you guys are out there we got ray catching up from episode one she'll probably find this in 2023 and um, by the way ray if you're listening to this and the coronavirus took out southern california please find a way to text us and invite us up to uh, minnesota where the guns are and we can actually um anyway um uh, loot some uh dick sporting goods but uh, what was the point of what i was saying uh i want i and i don't mean this in a way i don't mean this in a way where i'm carefree I want you to feel as confident in yourself as I do. I want you to feel as confident in us as I do. It's bananas that people might be listening going, you guys don't have confidence in your own success for what you do. You know what I mean? What, what, so what are we going to do? What can we work on on a day-to-day, whether it's even a mantra or just some positive thoughts that can build the confidence? Or 
is it just going to come when I actually can show you some success? Because like, you know, we got, we got, we've got, you know, you talk about the breadcrumbs. We got the iTunes feature. We got a couple sponsors. We've got like this tiny little sample size of what success can be. I made uh, um, (laughs) $53 recapping The Bachelor this year. Well, when you factor in my, uh, when you factor in my uh, Venmo, the the random Venmo people, that's almost almost up to $100. So it's like, yeah. I agree. We need to put some more zeros at the end of these numbers. I totally agree. The Patreon's kicking ass. You know, there's a sample size there. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, the polling's done. But my style is not just like being delusional and talking about having success. My style is being undeniable. And like, I'm, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to fool myself into like, confidence faking confidence and just monitoring my way to success that does not work for me Um, success for me confidence for myself comes from working hard and seeing results right yeah you know what's interesting is like i don't disagree with you although you know they do say fake it till you make it i would not say walking around with a gold you know you know, with, you know, blinging it up and looking like you're successful. Yeah, sure. That's, that's the bad way to fake it till you make it. But you do have to have an undenying belief in yourself for anyone else to believe in you. And I'm not saying you personally, I'm saying me, I've got a belief in myself. I just, I just don't have some like, fuck you development deal check where I can be like, you like this three, I got 300 grand from CBS. You know what I mean? Those days are over. What you get now is you just you just you know you, you get you get to a critical mass where an audience finds you and starts buying your merch and joining your Patreon and then and then you start showing those successes. But it is cool. Like I do like to show you my little YouTube creator studio when it's like, oh look, I got twenty three bucks from that you know that one video. Like I do like showing you those little successes, as dumb as they might sound, because that is a tangible thing to be like. Strangers watch my video and it. How funny was it when like two or three people commented under the Bachelor video? They said I watched both ads so you could get made more. That's I just blew a snot on the microphone. Uh, that's gross. Um, so there is so like for me the mon- It's not this like helpless mantra. It's going. Oh, I know. There's a out of the 8 billion people out there that I only need a point zero 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 one of them to find me funny for me to live the life of my dreams. And all you need is point zero 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 one of those 8 billion people to be like, I want to see her go to the Thai market and see what she thinks. That's fucking cool to know that. To know that we're not trying to take over the world. We're not looking for Bloomberg money. And if the and if that and if that shows up fine but what we're asking isn't much and I think you and I both possess every tool in the toolbox to make that happen and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else I wish there was other ways you could help me with stand up but it's a it's a lone game the best you can do is no, is this like know that I'm working hard at it, and you know there's a there's a real you know that the meritocracy is that the right word a meritocracy for is that meritocracy. right meritocracy the meritocracy with stand up is unlike any other industry. You will get better with how much time you put into it, and the same goes for you know a lot of things that you do, and I think it's important to realize that we need to. Take a look back, take a step back and, and see our upward trends and know that life, and again, like quantum leaps, I know we're going to wrap this up, but 
when they talk about quantum leaps, you don't see the electron go from one level to the next. It disappears and reappears. And that's what a quantum leap is. One day we make the Virgin Cruise Line video and it gets 7 million views and we're off and running. And all the tools to lead up to that are happening right now with doing podcasting, filmmaking, and and learning the calligraphy of the dance that you and I have talking to each other. Because this shit didn't happen right away. You and I have always had deep talks even as friends. But getting to a place where like we're you know, we're, we're worth listening to. That's taken years. That's taken six years. And I w- and you can't, and that's something that you just can't, you can't buy that. Take, take Bloomberg, right? He's got, he's put $400 million into the game, but he, but here, but here, uh, Bernie is telling the truth to people and that's, and that's worth way more, right? So let's keep telling the truth. Now we got some TV to watch. You ready for that? What? We're going to watch The Circus. We're going to watch uh, Last Week Tonight. <laughs> we got our Sunday Night Ritual, babe. <laughs> You're Come Sunday on. Night you ritual. love watching that. All right. Are you going to give me a real kiss on the cheek? I'll think about Come it. Come over here and do it into the good microphone. I'm not doing Come, it. I'm going to bring the I'm microphone not. to you. I got the long microphone. I can walk over to you. We had our nice... By the way, I drank the detox coffee, so I'm going to be shitting my pants. Give me a nice kiss. Oh, that was it, folks. Oh, man, I pissed her off on this one. So join the Patreon, patreon.com slash the sap, patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. I just uploaded the February edition of the Mimosa Stand-Up Show, uh, which was a good one, folks. There was five hilarious comics, four of which you have heard on the podcast before. We had Holly Annabelle Brown and Kane Holloway, very funny comics that host the uh, Well Actually podcast. They killed it on there. Anthony Amorello was a very funny comedian on the pod uh, that um, did the Mimosa Show. And then uh, Kyle Clark was also on the Mimosa Show, who we had recently just I think three episodes ago on the SAP. Did I miss anybody that was on the show? Oh, it was a good one. I think all the comics killed. Was that that might have been one of the best Mimosa shows we ever had? It was our one year anniversary. Um, anyway, Tasha, come say goodbye. And um, and I truly mean this. Like this this wasn't the episode we wanted to do. It was the episode we needed to do. And I'm not going to apologize for that whatsoever. I think it was great. And and I just want you to know that um, you've got an army of people that are rooting for you, and they're excited. And I know you've done a good job. Your Instagram stories, you've done a great job sharing the victories in life. You really have. So keep getting weird, okay? That's what, ma- that's what marriage is going to be all about. We're going to get weird, all right? Can you commit to that? Sure. <laughs> You're getting kind of weird on your Instagram stories. Uh, How am I getting weird? You did that one with that dad, um, uh, uh, smack, what's that called? That uh, shake your ass for daddy? What's that? Oh, Mark Rubier? Yeah. Okay. What's it called? Shake that ass for daddy. Work that ass. Work that ass. Tasha was working that ass, doing that fitness challenge for the cruise we can't go on now. But hey, at least your body's in great shape. You know, you see, yeah, that's the bright side to everything. Yeah, eat one slice of pizza though, and the gluten's immediately a Boy, problem. Seriously, <laughs> oh, I got God. cravings. We got to go some beef oh, stew to no. eat. But anyway, I'm proud. I'm proud of you, honey, and I'm and I'm proud that we can um that that we that I'm proud that you have the balls to even sit here and um you know have these conversations with everyone. You are. Uh, you are um, braver than you uh, give yourself credit for. I, I think of this every day, honey. You know, talking about like dropping out and f- moving out on your own to the, one of the biggest cities in the world and just figuring shit out. You know what I mean? Thanks. You have adversity. You've dealt with it. You, you go from a life when you were, what, what food were you living off of? When? We're not ramen. That's the standard one. And when you lived in New York, you, c- you couldn't even afford. 
Oh, Subway. Yeah, there was this one time that I just like, I was like, oh, no, I'm not eating today. My friend asked if I wanted to go to the Subway across the street. And I was like, I cannot afford a $5 foot long. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, don't forget that. That's amazing. All because you decided you had to make a hard pivot on what everyone wanted you to do and what was right for you. And you made the choice and then you got your basset hound and you found me. You think I would tag myself into that? <laughs> you made the choice, honey. And when you make strong choices in life, you're rewarded. So all the subway you need for life, you can afford that. How about that? <laughs> Join the Patreon, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Um, what are we going to call this one? I don't know. Uh, Dave self-destructs and runs out of shit to say. Um, <laughs> tea rough time. night. <laughs> rough night. No, I'm having fun. I think this was good. Whenever You just have to remember, whenever I'm pointing my finger at you telling you what you need to do i'm telling myself but you do realize that it's not fair because i'm not gonna put you on blast on this podcast because you know there are certain things that i know your fragile ego can't handle but you do not award (laughs) me honey i would nothing would make me come harder than you putting me on blast in front of everyone i i I understand my ego is fragile i do i'm just i whenever whenever you think you're done talking about something it takes me 20 more seconds to see it in your face okay there's a 20 second buffer between when you're done and when i can actually put the neural pathways together to finish it you know what i mean do you know what i'm talking about so anyway the point is is that there needs to be a richter scale or an early earthquake uh siren that goes off when you're annoyed at my prying so i can stop because because but that's again that's the contrary contrarian thing i think a lot of comics have is that we we try to like pry when something oh like like what's beneath the surface here and sometimes we leads to things that we just don't need to talk about on the podcast but other times hopefully it leads to good things so i'm glad you can afford a subway sandwich now you've come so far honey you really have you've come so far as as a soul as somebody who shares um your weaknesses your strengths and that's something that i hope you feel i hope you feel the burden lifted off you a little bit i know it's hard to realize but i mean i really do i really hope you feel like you're not you're not you know what i mean you, i i've just seen it in the last several years that you've opened up to me and, t- and, and have talked to me about things that have weighed you down in the past so i appreciate that that means a lot to me cool cool all right <laughs> cool everybody that's the episode we're done bye bye said why <laughs>